when I first came here, this was before the Murray barrages were built, um, and there was seawater for part of the year in the lakes. There were birds everywhere. There were no tourists. There were no boats, and the birds had a chance to um, live undisturbed. And we had two islands on the property, in fact, which were nesting grounds. When there were thousands of them there. This is Richard Harvey. Richard's been farming for more than 70 years now on the shores of Lake Alexandrina, near the mouth of the River Murray. He's also one of this country's first agricultural scientists. And so since then, the barrages were built. There's been irrigation, of course, started soon after that when we had fresh water. There were a lot more tourists and people about, I suppose, and so the environment and the bird life has changed quite a bit. Richard is ensconced in the, the environment surrounding Lake Alexandrina, which is one of the two major lakes at the end of the Murray. The other person with me is someone who's, I guess, more au fait with what's happening in Lake Albert, which is where water's being pumped into from Lake Alexandrina at the moment to try and stop some of the acidification of soil that can occur in that area. Melanie Trelaw, you're a dairy farmer, but you sort of married into this trade, didn't you? I did. I started out in the Adelaide Hills and I found myself here about 10 years ago and love it. How do you answer those claims that perhaps it's time to think about a more sustainable way of farming? Sustainability to us is paramount and we're very flexible in what we do and what we've done. We used to irrigate five years ago and have had to restructure our business to accommodate the lack of water and we think we're better for it. We think we have a moral obligation to protect our environment and are doing so. But we also want to protect our cows. They're nice girls, so <laughs> we'll keep going whilst we can. But we're very flexible. We just want to protect that three, that's me, 3,000 acres that we have and do the right thing for it. Now, your phone's ringing, and that might be the helicopter that's coming to take you and Richard away. Do you want to answer it? Yeah. Hello, Melanie speaking. Yes? Richard, you better explain to us what you and Melanie are about to do. Well, we're about to go up in a helicopter with a soil scientist and have a look at the two lakes, Lake Alexandrina and Lake Albert, to see the extent and the um, difficulty that's likely to occur with the acid sulphide soils that have been exposed. The helicopter landed next to the house and one of the scientists that stepped out was Dr John Williams. So you've got a map of the acid sulphide soils there, have you? This is a of work, yes. My impression is that we've got a lot to worry about. Well, I think that this is a good illustration of what happens when you mismanage a river, that, that you end up with what I call a really wicked problem because it isn't possible to just go back. And so that when we look at environmental management, some people think it's an optional extra. But this is illustrating a very expensive problem. So it's fix. simply not a matter of re-inundating with no, fresh water down the Murray? That's possible to do that if you could find something like four or 500 gigalitres of water at this time, but that would cost the nation an enormous amount of money to buy that amount of water back out of the current allocation. Can you give me a ballpark figure of how much that might cost? Yeah, well, it would cost billions rather than millions. And so you start to see the consequence of catchment management when it fails. So Richard, Melanie and a couple of the Wentworth Group of Concerned Scientists now go for a tour by a helicopter over the Coorong to see the extent of the acid sulphate contamination of soil along the edges of Lake Albert and Lake Alexandrina at the very end of the Murray-Darling system. We'll wait till they get back and have a chat.
we, we, we went right round Meningi and then across the lake to the Narrows. The whole area between Campbell Park and Meningi was dry. One half of the lake had no water and because of the pumping it's brought the levels right up so that it looked like there was water. It gave you a false sense of security seeing all that water and knowing only two months ago that wasn't there. But that's not going to last long. It's only a matter of a few months I think and we'll be back where we were and far worse obviously into the summer. And how deep was that water? Probably 10 centimetres deep whereas back in February it was two inches deep. We, we walked halfway to Meningi from our place, which is a good five or six kilometres, and it didn't get any deeper than washing over our ankles. We saw a huge amount of yellow acid sulphate mud, which is even more than I thought it was going round. It's everywhere, it's just everywhere. I don't know what the answer to it is, but one of the things that certainly ought to happen is that there ought to be more water on the top of it. And we're connected here, it's connected to Adelaide, which is connected to Victoria, which is connected to New South Wales. We're all part of the same system. So the sooner we treat the situation as a group thing, we all hold hands and sort this problem out together, the better off we are. You've heard the story, now play the game. Here's Tim Stubbs. For all activities, there's an eco option. It seems like with these you spend more now and you make less money. But let me tell you, there could be some big benefits for you down the line. So don't write it off until you've had a good think about it and looked into some of the impacts. Now, I'm going to hold off on this tip and give you a little bit more information later. So listen up. Your land, your water, your choice. Catchmentdetox.net.au